One more. All right, this one's going to work. Good. Well, this update from last week, or for this whole month, focus on the month of June being Father's Day and so forth. Uh, I mentioned last week, really tried to get Tim Allen and Mr. Wilson to come from Home Improvement, but they weren't available. So we're improvising. I was able to get Paul and Timothy. I just want to lay some groundwork uh, before uh, the, Paul and Timothy go in conversation. Uh, this from the letter from Second Timothy. Uh, Paul probably was arrested sometime after writing First Timothy and Titus. So he wrote his second letter to Timothy from Rome, where he was a prisoner. And in his letter, Paul seems to know that he will never be released from prison and that he will soon die. This is why he writes to Timothy. Paul expresses his desire to see Timothy again and encourages Timothy to continue the missionary work after his death. He gives Timothy more instructions on how to lead a church and warns him to stay away from false teachers. He urges Timothy to be faithful to true Christian teachings. So that's just lay the foundation work, and that's where we're going to pick up there. And I'm Timothy, so nice to meet you all today. So I'm Timothy, and uh, Paul's going to join us, and I think he's back here somewhere. Oh, yeah. He's got his Mr. Wilson hat on. All right. like your hat, Paul. Hey, Timothy, how's it going? You come here often? Well, hi-dee-ho, neighbor. Actually, I'm here every week, but for today, we are meeting at this fence, aren't we? You bet, you bet. I'm glad to be here with you. This is quite the fence. Seems taller than the first week, but I'll do the best I can back here. Yep, it is a little taller from week one to now, but I appreciate that, Paul. What do we have today to learn together? Well, I am an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, of course, and I've got bad news. I'm in prison. This fence right here, right here, is my prison. I'm about to be condemned and executed, and it's not going to be pretty. You know how I love to write. Yeah, well, this isn't my very last letter, but I'm going to tell you this with urgency and passion. And I need to hold on to my hat for this part. Timothy, you are a beloved son. You have grace and mercy and peace from God the Father. I remember you in my prayers every night. The Lord is even mindful of your tears. Imagine that. Oh, how he loves us so. Oh, Paul, what a message that you just shared heart-wrenching, heartbreaking, but at the same time, that warms my heart. Thank you for the prayers and the message of encouragement through your letter. I will certainly continue the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. God is sending me to share the news of all his promises. Well, and you see, that's not it. Kind of like this fence here, this prison here, my letters are to remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying of your hands. Oh, 
stir up the gift of God that's in me, that Christ is alive in me, and to lay my hands on others, oh, what a sight that will be to see. I will not forget anything that you have taught me, Paul. God's people can be difficult and downright stubborn at times, but I will go and I will lay my hands on God's people and I will love them and I will lift them up in prayer. Timothy, one thing you must remember, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. In the middle of all the chaos that is around us, we must remain steadfast on the promises that the Lord has given us. Oh, wow, yes, Paul. I will. I will be bold. I am going to stand firm. And I will not let fear stop me from doing the work of my Lord and Savior. No matter the trials, the persecution, taking the road less traveled, and even at times removing fences that have been set before me. I will continue the work that has begun. Another thing, Timothy, don't be ashamed of the testimony of our Lord. I'm over here a prisoner, and don't let that stop you. Share the testimony with everyone who will listen of the sufferings of the gospel according to the power of God. I hear you, Paul. I hear you loud and clear. I won't be ashamed of my testimony or be mocked because I am servant of Christ. Paul, we are both a part of God's plan of salvation. Yes, that's the good stuff. The Lord appointed me to be a preacher and an apostle and a teacher of the Gentiles. And as we're being honest, I do suffer these things. But I will never be ashamed, for I know that the Lord knows my heart. We must remain faithful. And hey, I'm saying that from prison. Yes, you are. Paul, you have my word. I will remain faithful. I will speak truth. I will allow the Holy Spirit to use me as a man of God. Paul, thank you for being someone who I could look up to. And literally, at this point continue to look toward because I know that you follow Christ. We can learn a lot in this life if we would just look up more. Paul, I just want to say to God be the glory. Amen. Amen. might be now let's check okay uh, testing one two testing all right we'll see how long it lasts <laughs> thanks Mike I'll take off my extra coat pad Romans 1.16. You've heard it each week and you'll hear it today and once again next week. 
For I am not ashamed of the gospel, because it is the power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes. Men, we've been talking about getting off the fence. And that is important for us to get off the fence. And today, the re- now the reason to get off the fence is that we must be in relationship with each other and with other people around us. Because we, when we are up on that fence, what are we doing? We're looking down. We're looking down on people. We're looking down on the world. We are looking down on life. Verse 13 told us from the scripture reading today, today, therefore, let us stop. Therefore, get off the fence and stop passing judgment on one another. Instead, make up your mind not to put any stumbling block in the way of your brother or sister. Men, we are faced with so many tests, so many challenges, so much. And yes, we must have a test to have a testimony. But what good is a testimony if you have no relationships? What good is your testimony and knowledge and experience with Jesus Christ if you're up on that fence and you don't have, if you're not down with other individuals. If you don't have a relationship with other men and other people and co-workers and with your boss or whoever you work with, whoever lives around you and with your neighbors. What good is that testimony if you have no relationship with other individuals? It goes for men, it goes for us as the church. We must get off the fence. We must have a relationship not only with our Lord and Savior, but with each other and with those in the community and beyond. No one wants to be looked down upon. No one. Not even children. Children don't like to be looked down upon. They don't like to be talked down to. And as adults, we don't either. Men, we must have a relationship with other people so that we can share our testimony, share life experiences, share Jesus. And I'm not saying that you don't, but I'm saying this is something to be aware of. And as men and as the church, when we get off that fence, when we begin to live life in a relationship, a close relationship with others, We're going to see, and we're going to get to know who they are. They're going to get to know us. They're going to see some things that we do. We're going to see some things that they do. We're going to hear things, and we're going to have conversations. And we might even question one another. Not in a way that we wouldn't divide a line between us, but we'll question and say, oh, why did you do that? What made you say that? What causes you to think in that way about life or politics or scripture? Or why would you say that about, about that person if Jesus is your Lord and Savior? So it could create some sticky moments. It could create some tension. Might not always agree. 
but we're down off the fence, rubbing elbows, we're seeking Jesus together, and I hope that we begin a prayer life, praying for each other, especially if there's moments of not agreeing teetotally about everything. We are still one with the Lord. But Paul goes on, he talks about we don't want to cause one another undue stress. We wouldn't want to cause someone to doubt their walk with Christ. We wouldn't want to be that stumbling block that somebody would turn from Christ and never come back to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Paul's saying be careful. He uses food and drink in that way. He uses that as an example that just something as simple, simple as that could send mixed signals to another believer, to a new co-worker, to a new neighbor, or maybe even to a new family member, an in-law, somebody coming into the family. It could send some mixed signal, and it could be in their mind not able to understand you go to church, you're a Christian, you're a preacher, and then you're doing this, you say that, or whatever. Paul is saying, be mindful. And we can't be mindful of each other and our friends and neighbors and you know others we don't even know but are nearby unless we are down off that fence, rubbing elbows with them, living life in conversations, having similar activities, joining together for worship or whatever it is. Because by verse 17, what does Paul say? For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. Men, we can't do that in our own ability, our own knowledge, our own strength. We can only do that when Jesus is our Lord and Savior. We need Jesus. We have to get off the fence. We've got to stand on that foundation, the solid rock of Jesus Christ. Timothy, he grew up, he had a mother and a grandmother that were well-versed, passionate followers of the gospel and Jesus Christ and the Lord. They taught him, they taught him well, he soaked it in and he embraced it for himself. But as he got older, he got to the point the Lord brought him together with Titus and Paul and Paul as their teacher, as their pastor. Taught them, led them, encouraged them, wrote these letters to Timothy saying, keep going, Timothy. Don't turn your back on the Lord. Don't give up on the church. Don't give up on the people. Go and lay your hands on them. Pray with them, baptize them, take care of them, love them, and lead them to the Lord. Lead them. And that 
that letter is still for us today as well. For the church today. For all ministers, for church leaders, for all members, for all Christians. Be a witness for Jesus, your Lord and Savior. Allow the Holy Spirit to equip you and empower you. And it, it takes time. And we, it does take some learning experiences. You can't get that experience until you go to work. You can read the Bible all day. You can know it frontwards and backwards. But until you go out into the world and share with someone, you don't get that experience until you start sharing it. And when you begin to share it, the Lord's going to be there. He's going to give you the words. He's going to help you fumble through, help you with your confidence. But the next go around, the next day, the next week, the next time, the next person that walks to the door, you're going to be more ready, more confident, and I hope more excited to share more about Jesus. I want to close today with a prayer. It is a poem as well. But it's a prayer for the world. And that's the title. Prayer for the world. And it was written by a parishioner and a friend of mine, Dave Williamson. And he wrote, My Father in heaven, dear Lord up above, protect and guide us with heavenly love. The world grows more evil with each passing day. Please love and defend us Dear God, I pray, horrors committed by man against man makes my soul scream. I don't understand. Sodom and Gomorrah, a lesson not respected, of evil destroyed and the good you protected. I pray the world wakes up from its state of sin because what you did before, you'll do again. Amen. As we go forth today, we have our closing hymn, and I will invite you to stand. We'll sing How Firm a Foundation. And it is more firm than standing on any fence will ever be.